Well, guys, I knew this day would come. It finally happened. TikTok banned my original TikTok account. I know a lot of you guys followed me from TikTok. So if you haven't seen a TikTok from me in quite a while, that's why. You can now follow me on my new TikTok account, at ComeOnManPod. That's all one word, at ComeOnManPod. Please follow me. Help me rebuild. I was at almost 30,000 followers when they kicked me off their platform. So come on, follow me back. I certainly appreciate it. Thank you. What's up, everybody? You are listening to Come On, Man a 3% man podcast. I'm your host, Paul Bauer, and I am on the road to being a 3% man just like you. If you're new to the show, this is a podcast for fellow students of Corey Wayne's book, How to Be a 3% Man, and for men who just want to be better in general. We talk about dating, gaining wealth, being happy, and using the law of attraction to get everything we want in life. Welcome back, everybody. I know you're thinking, this is weird. This is weird. Why is there an episode on Wednesday? That's because this is a special bonus episode, everybody. In fact, I was so excited about this episode, like I couldn't wait to publish it. Um, A guy I've been following on YouTube for well over a year now, uh, Dave Parada. Uh, You might have seen him on How To Beast. How To Beast, uh, you know, has a pretty big following on on YouTube. Well, Dave Parada is a a good friend of his, and Dave has a pretty good following of his own. And uh, Dave Parada also has written several books. And uh, yeah, the guy's guy's really smart. I talk about him all the time on the podcast. If you ever hear me talk about Dave Parada's Confirm, Confirm Method, this is the guy. Well, I connected with him on TikTok, and uh, it just so happened to coincide with a new book that he just published called The Lifestyle Blueprint, How to Talk to Women, Build Your Social Circle, and Grow Your Wealth. It's an outstanding book. I'm, I'm a little over halfway done with it, and uh, you know, I wrote down all sorts of notes because I knew Dave was going to be coming on the podcast to talk about it. So Dave's coming on. And I'm going to bring you that conversation right after these words. But before I bring you Dave, just I just want to remind you guys to go ahead and subscribe, hit those notifications. If you're on YouTube, if you're you know listening on iTunes or Apple Podcasts, please give us a five star review. It helps more than you know. And otherwise, definitely subscribe on your favorite podcast platform of choice. All right. Without further ado. I'm going to bring you that conversation with Dave right after these words. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. I'm not sure what you're doing tonight, but what I'm doing involves a bottle of Carvassier and a lady. Well, maybe not the Carvassier, but definitely a lady. If you're like me, you're tired of expensive, girly-smelling colognes from expensive department stores. You don't want to smell like a little bitch. 
You want to smell like a friggin' man. That's why I've partnered with Duke Cannon. Duke Cannon has a wide range of men's grooming products that actually smell manly as hell. My personal favorites are their Naval Supremacy Bar Soap and all of their awesome smelling colognes that women love. I have several of their colognes for different days of the week, but my Saturday night cologne is Grant because it gets the job done, if you know what I mean. Right now, if you visit duke.comeonmanpod.com, you get free shipping on orders over $25. Using duke.comeonmanpod.com tells them I sent you and you get free shipping. Win-win. Again, that's duke.comeonmanpod.com. Don't smell like a little bitch. All right, this week, actually it's a special episode. We have Dave Parada of YouTube fame. Some of you may know him as the homie Dave from How To Beast, author of several books, his latest being The Lifestyle Blueprint, which is a must read. It's it's really outstanding, Dave. Um, What's going on, man? I appreciate you reading the book, man. And uh, yeah, I'm doing well. Just down there hanging out in Mexico City. Good to talk. That's, you know, it, uh, so I've been following you for a long time, uh, which I like I pinged you on TikTok about it uh, in the DMs. But uh, and so I was always wondering, like, how did how does he end up in Mexico City? Like, did he grow up there? Like, what's going on? And, and you spell it all out in the book. Which I was like, oh, that's how he did it. <laughs> that's why he's there. Yeah, 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 man. No, I've, been, I've been traveling the world, I guess, since like 2014, because I really embraced the whole idea of, you know, really living my ideal lifestyle. And for me, that was being able to live anywhere and kind of just go where the tide takes me. And the, the, the tide kind of took me through Colombia, Asia, Europe, and I kind of just wound up in Mexico City. And I realized that was the best spot for me at this point in time. But, but that's the beauty of being able to live intentionally. You can you can just kind of ride that wave and see how it goes. Yeah, that's that's really awesome. And I, and I really found that fascinating in the book. Um, and we're going to talk about lifestyle and obviously the book a little bit more in a minute. But so the reason why I, I originally found you was, uh, I mean, you talk a lot about approaching women, how to talk to women and stuff like that. Last year was sort of my, I call it my year of enlightenment, where <laughs> I was just like, you know, I, I had, uh, I got married young. So like all the stuff you talk about in the book is like younger man stuff, I think. Uh, so I missed out on all that shit because I, I got married like when I was 20, like an idiot. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah, you needed that book, bro. <laughs> I did. Yeah. Where was that when I was like 19 or whatever? So, uh, so I missed out on all that stuff. Uh, so like, you know, after that, uh, I got into another long-term relationship that ended after like, you know, four and a half years. And I just was like, what am I doing wrong with these women? You know, so last year was really like my, my year of enlightenment. I really started diving into this stuff. And that's how I, I like, I discovered like you and uh, David from How To Beast. Like you guys were probably like the first guys I really discovered on YouTube. And so I was just curious, you know, after spending this whole last year, just, just devouring books and, and studying people's uh, approaches, people's philosophies, their game, all that stuff. Um, I know, and you mentioned it in the book a little bit too, that you joined a group of guys in Boston to learn this stuff, but have you ever like read any books or followed any other guys in this space? Or did you just learn this all on your own with your, your boys in Boston? I mean, I think I had an interest in it back when I was in like as early as high school, man. I remember in like junior year when I was working a summer job, 
I got, I convinced my dad to get me some David D'Angelo tapes. Like remember those cocky, I don't know if you ever, you ever know about who he is, but he was way back in the day. He used to run a thing called double your dating. And yes. uh, I remember listening to some of those tapes while I was yeah, working on my summer job. And it kind of started planting the seed of like, Oh, like, like maybe something is possible here, but it still kind of felt weird. Like it was just sort of this weird thing. Like, Oh, I'm going to go try to pick up girls. But uh, once I started you know, once I hit 21 and started going out to Boston, that's when things really picked up. And before it was sort of theory going in my head, that's when I really started to apply the stuff that, you know, I kind of had learned and then obviously going out and just started sort of carving out my own experiences and learning from those as well. So yeah, that's kind of how it went down. But before I got, like you know, I watched a little bit of RSD back in the day as well, but um, yeah, I guess that's how it went down. Okay. No, that, that makes a lot of sense. And I, I've seen a few of your recent TikToks too, where, you tell guys like, look, you know, some of these guys are just spewing out theory, but you actually have to go out and practice this stuff. I, I couldn't agree more because uh, so th this podcast, I don't know if you're familiar with Corey Wayne. A lot of it is born from, you know, Corey Wayne's book really is what sort of spawned this podcast. And he talks about reading his book like 10 to 15 times. And what I tell people is you can read that book a thousand times. But if you're not going out there and trying the stuff out and seeing what works for you, it, it's, it makes no difference. Yeah, no, if you're sitting around theorizing like, oh, like if I try to use this pickup technique, then maybe it's going to work. It's like, man, you got to just go out there. And like I, I get guys commenting all the time on my TikToks on my YouTube, like, no, man, you can't approach a girl like that because of like X reasons. Like, bro, there's no chance you've even gone out there and even tried it. So like, you shouldn't even be talking here, man. Right. <laughs> like if you're a guy going out, taking action, you're not, you're not being a YouTube hater or a TikTok hater. It's just not how it's going down. So you need to go out there and take action. You know, you know, you should be maybe like 20, 30 percent reading. And, and taking a knowledge and like 70 80% action. Otherwise, you're just going to get lost in the sauce of just all this information. Yeah, I agree. I like how in the book you refer to those guys as jamokes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, man. I mean, if you really boil it down, man, most people are are just jamokes. And when I when I say jamoke, I mean you're basically just like a cog who doesn't know how to think for himself. Right. If you look around the world, most most guys are like that. You know, the, you see a microcosm of it in like the nightclub environment. Most guys are just a jamoke standing in the corner, having drinks, never going to talking to the girls unless they're super drunk. Um, then you see it in business environments. Most people being unreliable, not going for what they want. And it just kind of pervades every everything. Right. Like most people don't think for themselves. Yeah, I agree. I agree 100%. And, and I, when I'm reading you or reading your stuff in the book, you're talking about the jamokes, you're talking about guys that make excuses, like, it just really resonated with me because I know so many people like that. They're, they just I'll give me a thousand reasons why they can't do something. Yeah, I see it all the time in the TikTok videos. Like, well, yeah, but like, I, you, how do you get dates? Like, how, like, no one can get dates these days. I'm like, well, bullshit. Like, if I can get dates, you know, I, anybody can. They're like, come on. <laughs> oh, exactly. And like, yeah, you see it a lot, a lot on TikTok. Like I've been doing TikTok more so over the past month. And, and you, you see a lot of these young guys come on and, and they're like, oh, like it's not abundant in my area. I can't go out and experience abundance or like, no, this won't work for me. It's like, come on, bro. Like, have you tried it? Like, are you just, you're just coming on making excuses saying you can't do it. Like I've seen guys in your exact shoes go out there and make it happen. So what's stopping you? Besides just basically being a bitch. I mean, yeah. what's, what's really going on here? <laughs> yeah, I did a, I did a video man, maybe a month ago. Cause I, my daughter and I, I took my daughter for her birthday to Denver. Cause I live out in the middle of nowhere and uh, which we can get to in a little bit. Cause you talk about, you know, people, guys who say that they live in a small town and it's just an, ex it's an excuse and to, to move out. So we'll, we'll talk about that. But 
I went to Denver and whenever I go to Denver or a big city, like my dating apps just start blowing up because there's just options everywhere. And so I did a video where I just scrolled through like all these chicks that were showing up in my beeline on Bumble. And I was like, guys, if you're in a big city, you have zero excuses. Look at this. You know, I was like, I live in a town with like significantly less options and I still go on consistent dates. Like what's your excuse? You know, there's, there's no excuse for this. So no, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, no, it is. <laughs> it's, it's, it's sad. So, uh, so one thing I want to talk about is what I thought, what I found interesting in the book was uh, you went to college, like most of us, right? Like you went to college, became an accounting major. And, um, and, and obviously you talk about in the book and I want people to, to definitely go and check out your book. Cause it's really good. But in, just in your words, like on, on video here and on the podcast, how does one go from accounting to copywriting? Cause that's what you ended up doing, right? That's what got you into the, your current lifestyle. Well, yeah, man, I think when I was in college, like, like toward, towards, you know, studying accounting, so it was somewhere around my junior year, my junior year where I started kind of having this inkling of, you know what, like, I don't know if I really want to do this, but I don't know what else I'm going to do. So I guess I, sh- I need to just go and cl- complete my degree and see what happens. But I had like sort of this, this feeling that something wasn't right. And after college, like I mentioned in a book, I like my mom got sick and stuff. And, and I started like really questioning my life and what I was doing. It was like, man, like life is pretty short. Why am I just going to be an accountant if that's not really what I want to do here? And those sort of like that sort of questioning kind of like listening to my intuition led me to, to kind of getting into like more online business type of stuff and picking up girls is a big part of that too because it, it made me realize what else is possible and, and showed me that I can get better at something if I really put my mind to it and I think that's why you know picking up girls is powerful you can build that skill but uh yeah man I mean I basically just like analyzed a bunch of different potential skill sets in online business like the ones I mentioned in the book and I for me I thought copywriting was the best one because I always enjoyed writing you know I'm out here writing books and stuff now enjoyed it I knew that there was ways to make money with it and and it seemed like it was sort of the bedrock of a lot of different businesses so I just taught myself it over the the, the period of probably like four to five months and started getting gigs online and it's, it really isn't that hard to learn and a lot of people have kind of followed in my footsteps and done that got it fascinating so uh like did you I mean do you do you like just put out jobs like on Fiverr and stuff like that? Is that like it, what, what like you can do like outreach, man? Like like you can go do like cold outreach. Like you can like there's there's a bunch of job boards on Facebook. Like dude, there's one uh, the called the Cult of Copy job board. I got like one of my first copywriting gigs there for like paid me four k a month, and I was and that was like to me at the time that was game changing money because I was like yo now I'm gonna be able to save money. I'm gonna be able to work with like an eight figure. Uh, supplement company. I'm going to learn all this stuff. And it was all online. So I just, it was such a game changer for me, but it all just came from like one application when I didn't even have that much experience, but I had passion and and I was a reliable guy. And like those two things were, were big things that helped me to land that. Yeah, definitely. Just to just take a step back to going back to college. What's your impression of college now? Because when I was a kid, my parents used to beat it into me. You're not going to be anything in life unless you have a bachelor's degree. And so I was like a robot, you know, I went, I went out into the military, got out of the military and I was like, I've got to go to college and get a bachelor's degree or I'm not going to be anything. But now I, like, I've changed my mindset on it. Having gone to college and, you know, out in the workforce, I know guys, you know, I work in IT and I know guys that do just as well as I do without any college degree. They just went out and got certification and stuff like that. So 
do, like, are you, do you still like believe in, uh, you know, that college is probably somewhat something necessary or, or, or do you have a different take on it now? I mean, to be honest, man, I think college is a total scam. Like, like <laughs> unless you're going to go to college to be a doctor, like to be an accountant um, or to be to, like an engineer, like be one of those professions where you really need that degree or you can't get into it. There, there's really, there's very few reasons to go to college because what what's going to happen is you're going to rack up a bunch of debt. You're going to collect a bunch of basically useless knowledge and, and you're going to come out expecting to get a good job where a lot of these jobs are already taken or like you're going to have to have a shitty salary. It, it's, it's really, it's not a good thing anymore. At like it used to be back in like the seventies, eighties, like when my parents were growing up and that's why your parents are always telling you to go to college. Cause that's what worked for them does not work now though, especially now, like I taught myself copywriting in six months and I've been able to use that, that bedrock skill to live around the world for the past seven years and make more money than I would have if I wasn't accountant. So like, if, if that, if you can do that with no degree and no one ever asked me for a resume even one time. So if I can do that, like there's ways to get around and be successful without a degree. I think the degree is kind of old hat at this point. Like it's kind of, it's getting washed up. And I think in 20 years, it might not even be around anymore. Like at least in the same way that it is now. Yeah, I, I agree hundred percent. That's what I, I teach my kids that now I say, well, go to college if the profession you want to do requires it, but otherwise don't just, don't just hop into college because it's right. what you're supposed to do, right? Like th that, that's, that's what, you know, the whole thing in the lifestyle blueprint is like, you have to think for yourself. If you just do what everyone tells you to do, you're going to screw yourself. And it's really hard to do that when you're 18 and all your friends are going to college. So you really have to be intentional and say, you know what, maybe this isn't right for me right now. I'm going to do something else and I'm going to be okay with looking stupid. That's what it comes down to. Well, one thing too, speaking of, of uh, the lifestyle blueprint, <laughs> uh, one thing that I never thought of before until I, I, I heard you say it when you first mentioned that you had a new book coming out. And, and when you, you say it in the book is that the whole idea of thinking about what do you want to be when you grow up or what do I want to do for a living when you get a little bit older it is the wrong way of thinking about things. You said you should think of it from what kind of lifestyle do I want to have and work back from there. I thought that was genius. I'm going to teach my kids that. Well, yeah, if you do it that way, then you give yourself a whole ton more freedom, right? Because a lot of times I say, oh, like I want to be a doctor. And then you go to school to be a doctor for 10 years. You come out, you're a doctor. All of a sudden you're working 70, 80 hours a week. And you're like, oh shit, maybe like, this isn't, I'm not really enjoying this, but you've already, you've gone too far. And now it's hard to get out, right? Versus if you start at like 17, 18, and even, you know, if you're a guy in your early twenties, like, 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 you know, take this mindset of, all right, what type of lifestyle do I want to live? How can I work backwards and get there? Because what you do for a living can change and should change and evolve over time. Like, you know, I've gone from being a copywriter to a dating coach, to a lifestyle coach, to an author. Now I'm getting into real estate investing. I'm getting all these different things there's not one thing that I just do. Right. And, and I, that's how I like it. I like to have sort of a, a flux and flow with, with who I am versus just like, Oh, I'm, I'm an accountant. That's what I do. And I have to fit all my entire life into that. Yeah. And I, you know, in studying, uh, I study a lot of investing and uh, you know, books on, you know, millionaires and billionaires and mindsets and stuff like that. And that's uh, probably one of the number one things are that, that, most successful like millionaires and stuff have in common too, is they don't have all their eggs in one basket. They have multiple streams of income and that gives them the flexibility to have that kind of lifestyle. 
Well, yeah, I mean, once you get you get to the point, you, you start you start figuring out how to make more money, then it's like, all right, how can I make my money make money? And then that, that's when things like real estate, you know, stocks, crypto, all that stuff starts coming into play. And you realize like, oh, shoot, all of a sudden, like my money is growing almost as fast as I'm making it. It, when you start choosing the right investments, right? And it's sure that's always the case, but especially if you're in like a bull market and stuff like that, like shit can really grow fast and and be pretty crazy. Uh, but yeah, you always want to be smart with the investments that you're making, but it is fun to make your money grow for you. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, that is really fun. Like what, yeah, when I first started getting into investing, understanding the stock market, understanding different investment vehicles, you know, there's like, like you said, you're in real estate. Uh, a lot of people are, really big into cryptocurrency. I'm not, are you big on crypto? Do you do crypto? I, I've been in crypto since 2017, man. So like, yeah. like uh, I have a lot of friends. Uh, we, we were kind of on like the leading edge of it. Okay. Uh, like in 2017, because I have a lot of friends who were like working in the crypto space or were, you know, like like coders, programmers, like, like dudes who knew about it. And, you know, a lot of the online business world, these guys I was living with in Europe, Vietnam and stuff, they kind of, they knew about it early on. And I like they were talking about it. I was like, I need to start, I need to start, you know, dip my toe into, into here, see what's going on. So yeah. I've, I've had an interest in it and I definitely think it's going to be a big thing going forward. But, you know, I'm also conscious of like, Hey, this investment that I have there could go to zero and I got to be okay with that. So I, I make sure to afford what, you know, I can't afford to lose to sure. invest what I can't afford to lose. Sure. I, I'm not a personal fan of it just because it's so volatile. <laughs> I like, I like the, like real estate. I feel like, you know, there's some ebbs and flows, but you could tolerate that a little bit more. Same with the stock market, you know, gold, silver, but. Well, the, the way I look at crypto though, man, this is yeah. obviously like a side tangent, but the way, like the chances are it's going to have some type of, you know, hold on the future, whether it becomes like, you know, the next gold or whatever it may be, it's going to be some type of piece of the future. So you might as well learn how it works now yeah. so that you don't kind of get left behind. Cause the last, you don't want to be like that, that guy, the old guy with his head in the clouds, like, Oh, I don't know how this technology works. Like you always <laughs> want to be on the cusp of what's going on just sure. in case too. Right. Sure. No, I agree with that. And I, I absolutely believe in uh, blockchain technology, which is separate from like cryptocurrency investing uh, the blockchain technology has so many like applications, not just in, you know, the transmission of digital currency, but I mean, in data storage, secure data storage, stuff like that. It, it definitely has a future. Uh, but uh, as far as like trading, it's, it's almost like Forex at this point, but it's uh, just a little more volatile. I just buy and hold, man. I just, I just buy yeah. a hold, leave it, get some interest <laughs> on it with like BlockFi. And I just like, I'm not, I'm not out here. Like I learned my lesson in 2017. I'm not trying to like make all these crazy trades. Sure. Sure. I'm, just, yeah. I'm in it for the long term. You know what I'm Yeah, saying? definitely. Definitely. That's how I invest in the stock market. I'm more of like a index fund guy because yeah, no, I, that, that, and that's solid too. Yeah. Cause I don't want to, I don't want to sit there and have to analyze individual stocks and then do day trading and stuff because I'm not a day trader. So like, you know what, I'll just buy and hold and that works. No, uh, and, and that, that accounts for a lot of guys being Jamokes too, because most people are going to panic sell when the market goes down. Like we're in a dip right now. I'm sure, I'm sure a lot of people are panic selling, right? But if you're just thinking for yourself, all right, I'm just holding for the long term, mm -hmm. you're going to benefit while most other people are losing because they're pulling out and doing all these different or, or making bad trades, all that type of stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And then when it's down, like, now it's good time to buy. I mean, it's a discount. Yeah, for sure. So, um, so I want to go back to copywriting. You ended up moving to Vietnam. What was that like? The Vietnam was a culture shock, man. Like for the first three <laughs> weeks, like I, like it was the first time I'd ever lived outside the U.S. Even like 
really outside of college, like lived outside of my parents' house for more than like a few months. And uh, I got there, man, I had one buddy from Boston and he was showing me around and stuff. But man, it was so different at first. I went to a KFC there like three times in the first week. It was around the corner. It was the only American thing I could find. It's like, I, I need some, some type of like American salvation here. Uh, <laughs> but, but once I kind of settled in after a few weeks, it was, it was a lot of fun. Like, you know, like living in Southeast Asia, there's a lot of ridiculous parts to it. Um, like the language is crazy. The languages are crazy between like Thailand, Vietnam, all these different things. And, and like the cultures are so different, but it's a lot of fun too, though. Cause it, it's living outside the U S too. There's just such like a freeing aspect to it. There's a, the feeling of like being able to do whatever you want. And like, there are, there are no rules almost. Um, and we had, there were so many entrepreneurs out there at the time in, in Ho Chi Minh city in AKA Saigon that like I hit up a cafe. I'd, I'd see like, like a seven figure entrepreneur just hanging out, you know, have a chat with him, having a smoothie or something. I see guys at the gym. I'd see guys walking around. We, we'd all go to dinner. It was just like such a crazy environment of like growth that, and, and we're kind of building something similar to that in Mexico city now. Uh, but it, it was so crazy then it was just like, it was perfect. The perfect place for me to come as like a, a buddy entrepreneur. Got it. Yeah. It, it sounded pretty interesting in the book, and I, but it, I was shocked by that. I was like, Vietnam. Like who goes to Vietnam yeah, for copywriting? But <laughs> I was like, okay, cool. No, man. like I was working for an American, for like a guy who's an American, right? But it was, and I was working, like all these entrepreneurs, they were like Americans, Europeans. And I would like meet guys at the coffee shop and be like, yo, bro, what are you working on? And he'd be like, oh, I'm, I'm working on an email sequence. Oh, I might be able to help with that, man. And boom, I get like a 3K gig right there. And it was just shit like that would kind of serendipitously happen because I was in the right place at the right time. Yeah, it was a good place for networking, it sounds like. Great, man. It was crazy. I'm friends with a lot of those guys to this day and traveled around the world with a lot of them, too. It's, it's been insane. Awesome. And then, so then after Vietnam, you moved back to Boston. That's where you met David from How To Beast, right? Yeah, man. I was still broke when I got back from it. Like, like, I hadn't, like, made it or, or in, like, whatever you want to call it. Uh, like, when I was in Vietnam, I just, like, kind of worked in my copywriting shops and, and, and was making progress. But when I came back to Boston, I was still kind of broke. And uh, Dave had a beast. Like he invited me to, to live with him in his little one bedroom apartment. And like, I took the bedroom, he took the living room, put his bed in there. And his bedroom was like the living room slash his bedroom. And it, we used to go on, we used to have two girls over at a time. And just like, hey, it was hilarious dating scenarios there. Yeah. Um, you know, back, back when we were we were going hard in like Tinder and in the club hard and all that type of stuff. So we had a lot of fun, man, but we were just two broke guys trying to figure it out. Yeah. Well, you guys have definitely figured it out. Uh, I, I, yeah, I, I watch, I watch you guys videos all the time and I'm just like, man, those guys, like they, they seem like they had figured out such a young age. I wish I knew this stuff when I was their age. I'm just like sitting here taking notes. <laughs> we, the thing is we didn't really we didn't have any idea what we were doing we were just kind of like throwing shit against the wall hoping something would stick like we started a podcast too back in the day um we called it the beastly gentleman this was back in like 2015 uh and we ended up giving that up after like a year but you know we had some big yes on there and stuff but we ended up giving that up and then you know he got into youtube and then like a year later he's like man you gotta get into youtube he started growing quick and that's what, how i eventually started my channel but yeah, we've been helping each other out a lot over the years. And now me and him run a coaching program together. So, you know, we still, we do a lot of work together on like a daily basis as well. Yeah, I actually remember uh, watch, I think I watched the episode of, of How To Beast where he first said that, hey, you know, me and me and Dave are getting together and we're going to start a coaching program and we're looking for like, you know, I don't know, five to 10 guys. To, how's that been working out for you guys? 
Yeah, it's good, man. I mean, we've done like th three rounds of it now. We're going to keep expanding it and uh, we're, we're about to, we're about to grow it out a lot more in, in, in the coming months here, but you know, we've done three rounds of it guys. If we had, we've had like three guys get engaged from it. We've had tons of guys come in and get dates, get lots of dates, you know, guys just crushing on all different types of guys start businesses, all this type of stuff. And it's just good. Cause we have like, you know, we have different perspectives, so it helps to kind of, you know, give guys different types of advice based on what they're dealing with different stuff like that. Um, yeah, it's been, it's been a lot of fun, man. Plus, plus he's my boy. So it's always fun to kind of grow, grow out of business with, with, with one of your buddies who, you know, you get along a lot in terms of like, you know, philosophical and, and just terms of like business type of stuff. So we don't really have too many disagreements there. Got it. He's in Austin now. Is that right? He moved over to Houston, so he's oh, he's got like Houston. A, okay. a mini mansion up there in Houston. So it's it's good for me because whenever I go up there, I can I have my own bedroom. I can stay up at his crib now, so it's nice. <laughs> do you uh, do you drive up there or like or do you fly in? Oh no, man, I fly. It's uh, that's you don't want to be driving through like the north of Mexico on those highways, man. Who knows what's gonna go down up there? But, uh, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's like a, it's like a two and a half hour flight, so it's easy. Oh, got it. Okay, I was just curious about that. Um, <laughs> there's I so I. As I'm reading your book, I'm like sitting there writing these notes down. And one of the things that I thought was, I just, I actually like belted out laughing just because I just thought this was a great idea. And I was like, this is amazing. I couldn't, I don't see myself doing this, but under your refining your habits section, you have a, a thing about uh, freestyle rapping. What's that about? Like, I mean, it, it obviously breaks you out of your shell, gets you probably really good at, you know, speaking because you have to be quick on your feet to, to be able to rhyme stuff. But uh, like, where did you get into that? Yeah, man. I mean, that's the idea, right? So like back when me and Beast were living together, we used to just freestyle all the time, like in the house, just, you know, we finish each other's bars and just, just go at it. And like, I've been rapping for years, like even back in college, I used to perform and stuff. Um, you know, we made, made a few, me and Beast made, made that hilarious music videos that was ridiculous. You know, we've done, you know, we've, we've enjoyed just doing rap. We do funny freestyles at the end of videos and stuff. And we started having our students do it, right? Because the, the main reason is that it helps you to, to, to not judge yourself. So, so it releases kind of self-judgment because you look like an idiot, especially when you're starting out. It also makes you to think more quickly on your feet because you're, you're thinking about rhymes quick, which helps you in your conversations with girls because you're, you're able to be more witty. You're able to, to, to come up with things more quickly. So if you go up, you don't necessarily know what you're going to say next, but you can, come up, you can come up with it quickly because you're used to freestyling even if it's just five minutes a day, like you're flexing that muscle in your head. And yeah, man, there's, there's actually been like studies behind it too. I can't like set them off the top of my head, but there's been studies that have shown that it like, it helps you to be quicker, it helps you to be wittier and then it develops like new parts of your brain. So yeah, we, we love it, man. We have all our students do it. Can you give us a quick little taste? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not, I haven't been freestyling that much anymore, man. Put me on the spot here. Okay, okay. Um, Put you on the spot, but I mean, if you could do I, it, I, I could. We, we might save one for the end of the episode. Okay, start, think, start thinking of something. Um, <laughs> so I'm in the, uh, I think I'm like up to the section now where like you're talking about uh, meeting women and you have a section on meeting women during the day. You have a section on meeting, you know, women at night. Um, and then I, I wrote down your formula here and this was under the meeting during the day section, but I feel like this could be used in any situation, really. I mean, even if guys are online dating, they could use this. Um, so it's uh, conversation starter, the bridge, light banter, flirting, one or two open-ended questions, and then close. You, you want to expand on that a little bit more? Or? 
Well, yeah, man. So a lot of times guys, when, when they try to picture how they're going to have a conversation with a girl, especially during the day, they're just like, oh, I don't know what I'm going to say. I'm going to run out of things to say. So one of the things that, that we found helpful is to, is to just give guys a very simple structure that they can just follow. Just like a quick three, four point structure that they can be like, all right, I, I know like pretty much what I'm going to say here. And I can like I can live with that and I can go up and start this conversation. So, so maybe the conversation starter might be like, hey, thought you were cute, wanted to say hi or maybe something situational. Like, uh, you know, if you're at the grocery store, you could point out the cookie crisp and say, you can never go wrong with that. Right. Like that, that's an example. And then, and then for like, um, the bridge, maybe you just ask like, Oh, like, like, what are you up to? Right. And then you, you kind of get a sense of how long she has to talk. And maybe for the banter, you, you make an assumption about where she's from, um, which is always, it's just easy picking. It, it's, it's an easy one because either she's going to be from there or not. So you can just make a guess about it. And then closing is just going for the number see if she wants to hang out sometime. So just having those like bas basic four steps, you know what you basically have to do. You know, like, all right, I just asked her, what are you up to now? Let me just make an assumption. And then, all right, we did this. We're talking for a minute. Let me go for the close. It makes it just easy for guys. Like it's very digestible, right? Yeah. Yeah. Very. I, I, I thought it was just boom, boom, boom. Very step-by-step -step genius. One thing. So, so I think one of the, you first, don't do anything crazy. No, no, you don't have to have, stupid pickup lines you don't need any of that shit um when it, so when i was reading that though i was looking at it from my point of view because i i get almost all my dates just on dating apps because i'm like i said i'm in the middle of nowhere but uh so dating apps is pretty much you know the the go-to but this is sort of basically what i do on a dating app and and i did a uh, tiktok where i told men you know to to stop texting so much you know, basically just banter back and forth, maybe about 10 minutes worth total, and then ask them when they're free to get together and then have a plan in mind and then say, meet me at this place at this time or whatever. Uh, and one of the things that, that I saw in, a, in, in one of David's videos, like early on was he said, invite a chick someplace. And I, that was game changing for me. When he said that right there, I was like, what? Just invite, like have a plan. And when I started having a plan, and doing stuff like that, either inviting them along or telling them to meet me somewhere, I got yeses like that because it just makes it easier for women. And then it blew up because all these women were like, yes, like, why can't, why is it so hard for these guys to just have a plan and, and throw it out there? Because too many guys are like, what do you want to do? Well, I don't know. What do you want to do? And it's, it's nonsense. <laughs> well, yeah, man, it comes down to being intentional, right? Like, you're like, all right, I'm going to take initiative here. I'm going to tell her what, what the plan is. I'm going to invite her out to it. I'm not going to, I'm not going to spend, you know, five hours or three days trying to text her. I'm just going to make this quick to the point and, you know, have a little bit of banter and then just go for it. And either she's going to say yes, or I'm going to go say what's up to the next girl. It's not a big deal versus like trying to beat around the bush and just like have all this bullshit conversation. Just go for it, man. That, that That's what it's about. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Too many people. And I'm sure they do it when they're they're talking to women like live, like, a, you know, when they're uh, meeting women on the streets. Then, man. Yeah. yeah, they're they're <laughs> just like, they're trying to build up so much rapport and it's like, eh, that's what the date's for, you know? like Exactly. exactly. You need to leave shit to talk about on a date. Like, what are you doing, man? You're using all your ammo. <laughs> yeah, definitely. And then going back to like having a plan, uh, I wrote it down here too, where you talk about, especially at night. So this was in your uh, meeting girls at night section, but knowing your logistics right? Like where to take, like where to take her at the end of the night? Do you need an Uber? Can you walk? Are you, are you staying at your parents' house? Does that mean you have to take her back to her house? Like having a plan there as well is super important. Well, yeah, man. I mean, like, like every time, 
you know, I would go out. Like I, I'd always think about those, those things exactly. Where am I staying? How far is this place from where I'm staying? Do, can I bring a girl back there? Do I have to bring her to her place? What's kind of going on? Because if you don't know where you're going, how, the, how are you going to lead a girl anywhere? Like, you, like you, you're not going to be able to figure it out. You're going to be just like creating on the fly and sure that can work sometimes, but it, it's a lot. And then maybe then you end up in the club bathroom, who knows, but it's a lot better to, to sort of figure it out again, intentionally and say, all right, I know, I know this is where I'm going. I know there's a pizza place like in the, you know, halfway there, or like five minutes outside the bar, I'm going to take it to the pizza place and we're going to grab an Uber back to my spot. And that's kind of like the, the sort of the pull plan before you go out. And that way, you know exactly where you need to lead the girl to. So if you do hit it off with a girl, you can take her through those steps and do it as seamlessly as possible and give yourself the best chance. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. Because I used to, uh, just like in your book, when I was floundering on the dating circuit, (laughs) just like in your book where you're like, guys are like hoping to get lucky. And you're like, you don't have to get lucky if you have a plan. (laughs) It's not about getting lucky, man. Yeah. It's it's about like, yo, I made this shit. I knew this was going to happen, man getting lucky get out of here man. Like, I, I plan for this shit <laughs> yeah, <Jamoke. Yeah. laughs> yeah no but for most guys they have to get lucky they have to legitimately luck into it because they don't have this planned out at all they don't even know how to lead a girl in the first place and it's just like they're just they don't even know what they're juggling there like they have no idea what's going on again this is probably like 95 percent of dudes Yes. Yeah, I would agree. And that's why they need to read this book for sure. It's a, it's a must read for guys. Um, Another thing too, that I wrote down, I just, I thought this was absolutely genius because I've been the guy that goes to a bar and I just sit there and I'm just looking around the bar going, just drinking my drink. And, and I'm like, this sucks. I hate this fucking place. But, (laughs) But you're like, no, if you go into the bar, you chat with the bouncer you start chatting with the bartender, you start cheersing people around you, that puts you into a social mood already. And you're already, you're, you're building up that social momentum as you call it in the book. And I was just like, that is, that is a game changer right there. Well, yeah, man. I mean, that's sort of like the, the currency of an, of, of a nightclub of a night out is like how much social momentum do you have? Right. If you don't have that much social momentum, you're going to go up to a girl, you're going to feel shitty. You're going to get rejected. But, but if you, you know, you've been talking to people throughout the night, you're going to be feeling good. And you're going to bring good energy into every conversation so that if you're going up, you're chasing people, you bring good energy, and then you're sort of taking that energy and you bring it into the conversation with the girl. She's going to feel good. Uh, sort of like the mirror, the whole mirror neuron type of thing, right? Like she's going to feel be good because you're feeling good. And then even if that, you don't take that girl home, you're having good interactions. You're kind of stacking these good interactions. And that's how, you know, sometimes I might be talking to a girl for a half hour or even an hour trying to like make the pull happen and, and maybe it doesn't work out. And I say, I say goodbye to her or whatever. And then I go to the next girl and I bring like all that same social momentum. And instead of getting butthurt, I bring that same energy and social momentum. And that's how sometimes I could bring a girl home in like five, 10 minutes because she's like, man, like where, where did this guy just come from? Like, he's just, he's feeling, he's feeling the vibes. And, um, and yeah, so like that social momentum is a powerful thing if you can learn how to hone it. Yeah. And when I was reading that part of the book, I was thinking of it uh, not in the terms of dating, but just like how often in my life have I been in a situation where I just start talking to strangers and then, you know, like I'll be at the supermarket. I'm not trying to hit on anybody, but you know, maybe say something funny to somebody that I run into. And, uh, and then I just sort of feel like a social mood and I just start joking with everybody. Like that's happened to me a ton of times. And I'm like, you know what, that absolutely could work in a bar situation or in a nightclub or a lounge or something. 
For yeah, sure. Yeah, I mean, the, the momentum is key, man. Like, like it could, it, it, a microcosm of it could even be like when you're sitting on the couch, it feels like such a pain in the ass to get up and go like grab some water. But once you've already gotten up and grabbed some water, then it then it doesn't feel like such a pain to like go start go go start you know I don't know making yourself some dinner or heating yourself up some you know what I mean like like once you're already up doing something it makes it easier to do the next thing you know same thing with like business once you once you just start reaching out to some clients potential clients it makes it easier to keep doing it versus sitting in your head trying to theorize how it's all gonna work just take that first step and then keep taking steps um, once like you build that momentum the snowball keeps rolling yeah objects in motion tend to stay in motion right. <laughs> yeah, man. It's not the uh, one thing too, that I really thought was great in your book, uh, which is something I didn't learn myself until I think it was probably last year. Uh, but you're, t- you talk about this idea of building your social circle and you say that, you know, a lot of us, and I was, I was absolutely like this. We have what you called forced friends. So we have to be friends with these people because like we grew up with them on the block. We went to school with them. We work with them. Like we're, we're, we were thrust into a situation where we have some commonality. So we become friends with these people. But, uh, you know, sometimes those don't last because we move away or we change jobs or we graduate from school and go our separate ways, different, you know, states or, you know, different parts in the state. So it's important for someone that wants to be or have the high value lifestyle to be able to build friends organically. And you give lots of different methods in the book. And uh, one of them you talk about is like, you know, pick up sports games and stuff like that. Last year, I ended up uh, joining a local runners club because I like running. And uh, I was out jogging one day in the middle of like nowhere. And this guy rolls up in a truck with a business card, just hanging out the window. And I'm like, what is going on here? And he's like, Hey, my wife and I see you running every day. You should join our local runners club. And I was like, yes. And I joined that. Now I have this whole other social circle that I'm a part of that never would have happened if I, you know, wasn't out running one day. No, see, like you, like, like even going out running, that's like a little bit of momentum. And then, and then like they see you running and boom, there's an opportunity that that happens. Right. Like, like for us, it was, uh, I, I guess the first thing I would say too, is those, those forced friends, a lot of times aren't going to be like the most quality people, right? Like they're, they're not going to be people that are necessarily thinking outside the box, um, who are doing big shit with their life. Sometimes they are, but a lot of times it's just going to be like dudes from the neighborhood who are thinking small. Right. So if you really want to connect with, with higher quality people, you have to be intentional about how you do it and put yourself in those situations. And, uh, what we realized too was that football was that is actually a really good way to do that. So like we played football football down here in Mexico City, and uh, you know we started playing like me and two of my buddies. We committed to playing like every Saturday, and we're just gonna start posting in groups, just like telling people we meet. You know what I mean? Like to come out to the game, and we're gonna try to keep building it. And, and like I'd have random dudes who who like recognize me from YouTube who come up, and I'd be like, "Yo, this is the football game this Saturday, man! Like, like come through and play." And then we started growing it that way. I, I posted on Facebook groups, started growing it that way, and, and now we have like 10, 15 dudes, and they're all dudes that, that are like, um, like they're they're cool dudes, like they they they're athletic, they they enjoy going out and playing and in competition. But then they also enjoy, you know, like fitness and a lot of them are in the online business as well. So it's just like sort of it's been this, this really awesome way to meet new people. And we're all going like camping in a couple of weeks. It's been great. But it all started with, yeah, just creating that that momentum in terms of the football sport and then just inviting people out, taking the lead on it and continuing, you know, committing to it and pushing to it. Funny enough, bro, we, we, uh, we actually uh, met like the NFL, like the NFL of Mexico. Uh-huh. Um 
we, we met these guys last week at the field, um, but they, they had the field closed because of COVID, but they're opening it back up next week. So we ended up playing basketball with these guys, big ass Mexican dudes. We beat them two best two out of three. And now we're playing football with them next week. So, so, so th- these guys play like professional like, Wait, you guys, football here. <laughs> you beat, you guys beat a bunch of pros. We beat, we beat the pros. They're like football pros. So we're going to play them in football next week and see how good we actually are. That's okay. Fun. Wow. <laughs> that sounds but, awesome. but that's even an example of like connecting with more dudes. Like now we're connected with the, the professional Mexican football team just because we were out playing one day. Right. Yeah. No, that's that's a really awesome. It just story. keeps building. It's exponential. <laughs> it, yeah, it's it's amazing too. Yeah, because uh, and especially with like with my local runners club, uh, we get like new people in and out all the time. So and they're all all different walks of life, uh, business owners, you know, various things. So like I'm connecting with all these different people that I never would have connected with before, and it, it's just. I don't think people realize the value of, uh, you know, outside of dating, like just meeting new people in general is, is so powerful. The idea of networking, it's huge. No, it's, it's awesome, man. Dude, like, like, like one of the guys we play with is he, he's been doing TikTok. Like he's got a bunch of, he does a lot of like TikTok ads and stuff. And he was telling me about it and I was like, huh, but maybe I should. And I'd been like, like starting to hear whispers of TikTok from like different podcasts I was listening to and stuff. Uh, and, and I was like, huh, maybe I should, maybe I should just, Start, start doing this why not like like i'll fuck around out there for a little bit and see what happens and uh now yeah now, now it's starting to grow i'm having fun with it so yeah just there's another example of just like connecting with good people and seeing cool stuff happen and yeah that, without that we wouldn't be on this podcast right now too right so. yeah yeah I, in fact yeah it was weird because uh I'm, I'm one of those people i don't know if you uh are you you uh, familiar with like the secret or like you know the law of attraction or anything like that yeah yeah, <laughs> I don't know if you. I don't know if you're like. So some people are 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 out on it. That's fine, but uh, like I definitely believe in it. And uh, all of a sudden, I just one day I got this idea of uh, someone tagged me in a TikTok video. This is how you and I got connected. Uh, someone tagged me in a TikTok video where someone said, "Hey, tag a creator that like inspires you and you know you learn a lot from and whatever." And so someone tagged me in that, and I was like, "Oh, you know, I wonder, I wonder if there's anybody." that I could tag, you know, and sort of pay it forward. And then I noticed that you had it like your channel had just started and I go, you know, I want to tag Dave just cause like, I, I talk about you and your, uh, your confirm method all the time because so in, in the, in the book, uh, how to be a 3% man, he, he talks about never confirming. He says it comes across as needy. And I'm like, that's a bullshit. That's bullshit. That, that, that's probably where all those users are coming from who are like, oh, it's such a sit move to confirm. Like, bro, yeah. I make it, I've confirmed thousands of days. I've never like, yeah, no, it's it, fine, man. Yeah. I, and, I'm not it, trying to waste my time. Yeah, exactly. And, and so, yeah, I, I'm a, I'm someone that confirms. I definitely uh, like, I'll confirm the night before and then, you know, like maybe a quick little something the next day. And it's all because you said to do that. And I was like, this is great. And then I, I've never been stood up ever since I've done that. I'm like, why, why? it's not a bitch move. Like it's yeah, not. Man, if you're, if you're a high quality dude, you can't just be, I can't be showing up at a bar if I don't know the girl's going to be there, especially in places like Latin, like, you know, South America, Latin American shit. These girls are flaky as hell out here. So, so back in the day, you, you almost have to confirm like four times with those girls. You get to confirm <laughs> like 20 minutes before too. Cause they're like, Oh my grandpa's sick. It's like, fuck again, man. Like, yeah. <laughs> these girls are so flaky out here, but yeah, the, the, the confirming method, it, it works. is the reason why, you know, me and beast have done it for years. And, you know, between me and him, for sure, we've done it on thousands of dates. And it's just, 
like why not like why not do it like i don't don't see i don't really see the downside in it yeah Um, and a lot of my dates are are an hour away because i live in a small town so like the big big cities there's there's two bigger cities uh that i'm basically smack dab in in between so i'm either going to dates usually in one of those two areas and i'm not going to drive two hours round trip to be stood up i'm just not going to do it yeah man you can't be doing that shit for sure like you you got to make sure that's confirmed (laughs) (laughs) yeah absolutely so uh so Getting back to like the lifestyle stuff, you know, obviously uh, you started working on freelance stuff. You got, you're doing uh, you know, coaching business. You have your YouTube channel. Uh, you have all these different streams of revenue, but, but you also, you know, mentioned in the book too, that uh, if you have a nine to five job, there are ways of enhancing your lifestyle a little bit, which I never, really, I never really thought about it before, but I, that's exactly what I did. So in, in 2013, um, I asked my company if I could work remotely uh, and move to a different state. So the company I work for that shall not be named uh, is in California. But I asked them if I could move back to Colorado because I wanted to be closer to family and stuff like that, have a little more freedom. And uh, I've been doing that ever since. Now, now that COVID happened, like everyone works remotely, but but I, I have so much flexibility in my day-to-day life. Like, uh, you know, if I want to go work out in the middle of the day, I can go do that. If I want to, you know, step away for a little bit, I tell, tell the guys that report to me, Hey, you know, watch out for alerts. I'm going to take off for a while and no one cares. And I have a lot more flexibility that way. Um, like, are there other things that you would suggest so that people have more flexibility in their careers? Yeah, no. Yeah. So I know a lot of guys like like to rail against like the nine to five jobs, but but I think and I, that, I used to be one of those guys too. But then you know, I, I think that there there are a lot of ways to do it in terms of like it is it you know a lot of guys making nine to fives do have a good salary. So for example, one way is you can try to save like forty to fifty percent of your income and invest that. You know, put that in the real estate, put that in the stocks. You know, put it put it into you know whatever assets you think might might be appreciating or going to generate you cash flow, and that's sort of. You know, for example, there's a guy called Mr. Money Mustache. I don't know if you've ever heard of this guy, but he he retired on an engineering salary after like he by the time he was 30, right? And, and he did that by basically just saving most of his income and you know creating a nest egg of like a million dollars by the time he was 30, just from that salary and just saving, I don't know, like 75, 80% of it per year and you know, investing it and making it work. And then he could live off of like seven or live off like four percent of that per year and you're financially free at that point, right? You might have to do that by 30, but maybe by like 35, you know, it's doable for a lot of people, a lot more doable than you might think. And then as well as negotiating a remote work agreement is, is huge. Like, like you did, it's, it's more possible now than ever since COVID. If, if you're not at least trying to do that, you're missing out. Like I, I would highly say just everyone with a nine to five, like try to do that because it's going to give you so much more freedom to, to what you can work on other stuff. It makes it easier to build a side hustle, but then also you don't have to commute commuting back and forth to work. Maybe that takes an hour of your day or longer. And that's just wasted time that you could be doing, building a side hustle. You could be going on dates, enjoying life. It's taking away your freedom. So if you can get that back, that's huge. Yeah, definitely. You could uh, be recording a podcast with Dave Parada of YouTube fame. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> that's awesome, dude. Yeah. I So I'm, uh, I'm a little over halfway through this book. I was trying to cram it in before we had this discussion. <laughs> Uh, (laughs) but you also, so you talk about, you know, building online stores. Um, I know like, uh, I know, I know, uh, David from how to beast, he has his clothing line and stuff like that. Like what, what kind of, uh, 
of those types of ideas would you recommend guys maybe start looking into as possible side hustles? As possible side hustle. So like an online store is definitely one. Um, but, but the, one of the things I talk about in the book is how like skills sort of stack on top of each other. Right. So like learning certain skills makes everything easier. So for example, learning copywriting makes it easier to do like affiliate marketing, which, which makes it also, you know, both of those make it easier to do like your own e-commerce store, because not only do you know how to like write better descriptions and market, market your store and market your products, but you also know how to market products in general because you've been doing it with affiliate marketing, right? And, and that's also going to help you with like SEO with search engine optimization. So like the, a lot of these, like I, I put them in the order that I did in the book because that's sort of the way that they kind of stack up. And you don't necessarily need to learn copywriting or SEO or whatever, but even just like having a general knowledge and like a few of those different skills makes it a lot easier for you to build a side hustle or whatever that may be. Got it. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So it could be copywriting, it could be, you know, search engine optimization, built an online store. It could be coding. Um, you know, it, it could even be, it could be like drop shit. There, there's so many different things you could do. Um, and yeah, I, you know, I have like 10 of it. It could be even real estate, you know, be going out there, being a realtor um, or even just investing in property. Like I'm starting to do so tons of different ways. Yeah, definitely. One thing, uh, one thing that I was, talking to my kids about last year, especially like when, when the lockdown happened, there were so many people, especially around my area. Cause like I said, I live in a small town. There's a lot of people that, uh, the, the jobs that they have can't be sustained in some type of lockdown. Nobody thinks about that. And I mean, at least they didn't until the lockdown happened. And so I told my kids, I was like, you guys need to figure out a skill that is, uh, that you can use if everything shuts down like this, you know, you have to have like some kind of, uh, you know, like, like for me, like I, I, I work in it, I could literally go door to door and fix people's computers. If I, if I have to, you know, uh, I, I wouldn't want to do that, but I mean, that's, that's a skill, you know, like if you have some kind of marketable skill that you could immediately turn into a, your own business, like that, that's something that everyone should look into, I think. No, it's, it's a game changer, man. I think everybody should have some sort of side hustle or monetizable skill in 2021. I don't even think it's like a choice anymore. Like we've seen what's going on with COVID in, in you know, 2020. Things have been, things are going crazy. What you think might be a secure job might not be a, such a secure job. So you always need to have that backup. Um, you need to have sources of cash flow. You need to have different ways to make money. Because if you're just sitting there, for example, you know, maybe as like, I don't know, like an accountant or something and, and you don't have anything else. An accountant might be a bad example because you can probably like you can turn that into your own side hustle. Right. But but whatever, like, you know, administrator job, like whatever random like corporate job you can pick out. If you don't have another skill on top of that, like you're going to be in trouble. Uh, so you, you need to start learning this shit now. And it's going to secure your future. And it's going to not only that, but it's going to give you more freedom in the short term, too, and make it easier to save money making an extra one, one, two K a month. It's way easier to save money than just using your regular salary. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, <clears throat> all right. So we're coming up, we're almost coming up on an hour here. Uh, the, so I imagine uh, the last parts of your book is all about making your money work for you and stuff like that. We already talked a little bit about investing. Uh, is there anything you want to touch on there? Well, what I would even, the, the, like the official last part is, is like travel, right? And that's something okay. I've learned a lot about which is like basically like how, like how to travel the right way whether you're traveling somewhere throughout the u.s or traveling the world there's certain things that you want to you want to make sure you have and certain things that 
you want to make sure that you do right and kind of account for um so for example like obviously you need like the passport and stuff but but even like you know a credit a credit card that gives you travel points uh that's easy way to stack up get free travel that that's that's been a way that i've you know taking flights to asia for like first class and business class which has been awesome and taking taking a bunch of free economy flights because like i used money that i would already be spending anyway put that on a credit card pay that credit card off at the end of each month but then i collect the points and i collect the bonuses so i'm getting hundreds of thousands of credit card bonus points and just like tons of free flights i can go wherever i want not too helpful during covid but during usual times it's, it's very nice right um but in terms of traveling, it's something you also want to be intentional about, whether you're moving to a different city in the U.S. or moving to a different city in the world. Like you want to be intentional about, all right, what types of girls are there? What's the nightlife like? What is the lifestyle? What's the culture? You want to you want to keep all these things in mind and see like what might be a good fit for you. And one thing I classify is like there's fun places and then there's like home based places. Like for me, Mexico City, it's like my it's, it's a lot of fun, but it's my home base. Right. And maybe a place like Rio de Janeiro, Brazil is a fun place. Maybe a place like Miami is a fun place. It could also be a home base. It depends on like what you're looking for, but it's important to kind of figure out what your home bases are, what your fun places are and, and figure out how you want to sort of, sort of travel around. Uh, but I do think traveling is a, is a key part sort of going into this next decade. I think that the guys who can, who can move around and be flexible are going to have the most power and the most sort of access to opportunities. Yeah. Okay. Um, let me ask you just one last question that I think we can, uh, we can wrap up here. Um, what's the best country you've ever been to? Like what's the coolest place you've ever been? I mean, I, I like Mexico a lot, man. Like there's a lot of pluses to Mexico in terms of just like, there's so much freedom here. You can pretty much do whatever you want. You can talk yourself pretty much out of any situation. Um, you can bribe people if you need to, <laughs> like, like, you know, like, like, you, like for example, we, used to, we would bribe people to get us to, to play, let us play football, like to just use fields and shit. Right. There's so many different things, but the girls are awesome. And you know, the, the, the girl, the girls are sexy, but they're also very relatable. Like they, they know American culture. It's easy to, to talk about it. They have similar senses of humor. The food is great. It's super cheap. Like there's a lot of good things about Mexico. Uh, but I, in terms of like other places, aside from this, I, I would say, you know, I really enjoyed Germany. Really, uh, I like Southeast Asia too, man. Like Bangkok is awesome. Vietnam is a lot of fun. Um, Taiwan, if I had to live in any Asian city, it would probably be like Taipei. Taipei was really, really amazing. Uh, and Ukraine is cool too, man. There's so many cool places to go though. I still haven't been to Brazil, Argentina. There's so many places I still want to go and check out. Uh, yeah, the, the world's a fun place, man. I guess you have to wait for all this these lockdowns to uh, to go away. I have a friend in uh, in Chile who he he said that it's it's so locked down there it's it's absurd. He's basically like relegated to his apartment. Yeah, it's crazy. Cra yeah, I had, I had a few friends get like trapped in Argentina for a while, and they just like the lockdowns there were extreme. Like the lockdowns were never that bad in Mexico. Like I was always walking around the park doing my thing. Like. People tell me to put a mask on. I say, hey, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> like I just, I walk around, I do my fucking thing. Nobody bothers me. You yeah. know what I'm saying? I, I like it. I like, I like living like that. Um, it, and that's another thing during COVID. Like you want to find places that aren't so locked down so you can live your life and you don't have to be like a hermit crab in your house and under quarantine. There's, a, there's, there's ways around shit like that. Right. But when you have that power to travel, you can like you can go to a place like Mexico. You can go to a place like Brazil. You know what I mean? The places that are open that are letting people in you don't have to just stay locked down in like, I don't know, California or something. Right. Yeah. You guys can come to Delta, Colorado. We're just living our best lives out here. We don't, nobody, yeah. wears, nobody wears a mask out here. There um, you go. 
All right. So the book is The Lifestyle Blueprint by Dave Parada. It's an awesome read. Uh, you can catch Dave on uh, YouTube and uh, on TikTok. Where else can we find you, Dave? YouTube and TikTok are the main things. I'm starting to mess around with Instagram Reels too. So if it, it, I have the same handle everywhere. Just search Dave Parada. Dave Parada, you'll be able to find me. Two R's, two T's. <laughs> I spelled that wrong everywhere. So uh, but yeah, that, that, that's where you can find me. Obviously, you know, check out the Lifestyle Blueprint as well. I think it's, you know, it's, it's, I think it's about the best book that, that I've written. And, uh, you know, some great ideas in there that I think will help any guy to craft an awesome lifestyle for themselves. Awesome, Dave. I'll, I'll definitely put links to these in, in the show notes. Um, I really appreciate, appreciate you coming on, man. It, it really, uh, yeah, it really sure. means it's a fun, lot. Man. All right, cool, dude. Um, well, we'll catch you later. Sounds good, man. Dave, I really appreciate you taking the time to join me on the podcast today. Like I said, it's a, it was a, a tremendous honor having you come on. Uh, you know, I've been following you for a long time, which we talked about. So, you know, I'm a little bit of a, little bit of a, <laughs> fanboy right now. Uh, but, uh, you know, I own, I own that shit. I own that shit. You for a young guy have done so much. Uh, and like, it's, you should be commended for that. And I just, I wish I would have learned all these things that you're teaching men to do, man, back like when I was getting out of high school, because I mean, I, I probably would have, I would have had a, a little bit of a different trajectory, I think, but, uh, I think I'm doing okay now. <laughs> But it took me a long time to get here. And, uh, you know, for you young bucks out there that are listening, read this book because it could change your life and uh, you could definitely find your way on the fast track to living the lifestyle that you want. Uh, so Dave, yeah, hopefully, uh, hopefully you can come back on. Uh, I'd love to have you. You have an open invitation. If you ever have anything to promote, hit me up. You know where to find me. Other than that, everybody else, we'll see you guys on Monday. Thank you for listening to Come On Man. If you're new to the podcast, I highly recommend reading How to Be a 3% Man by Corey Wayne at least 10 to 15 times. I recommend you watch his coaching videos on YouTube, and I recommend that you engage with other 3% men in our 3% Man Facebook group. Links to all of these are in the show notes. If you like this episode, please give us a good rating on your podcast platform of choice and share with all of your bros. Now go out and get it.